0: I live in New York, and um, I, uh, after the uh, the attacks on uh, 9/11, we'd be getting all these, you know, hundreds of meals ready. And this one guy, in the middle of the night, like three nights into this, he goes, "So my day job is I'm an architect." He says, "What's your day job?" I said, "Well, I do voices mostly." He went, "I knew it." He said, "You're the guy who does Batman. You're that Kevin Conroy." So he goes into this dining hall. And this is, you know, the first week after the attack and there had been like just this somber sadness. And you hear him go, guys, guys, you're not gonna believe who's been cooking your dinners. It's Batman. There's this long silence and you hear, bullshit, bullshit! from the back of the place. And, he, and he said, then someone else says, make him prove it. So I thought, oh, this is good. So I'm in the back kitchen and I do from the back kitchen, I am vengeance, I am the night, I am Batman. It's this long pause, and then you hear from the back of the place, "Holy f, <laughs> that is Batman!" And suddenly, people were laughing. And the architect who had recognized me said, uh, "What's it feel like to be Santa Claus?" Because that's what just
1: happened here. Hello, and welcome to a special episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast, where we will be—I said podcast. Yes, you did. <laughs> I, I, I I'm... got that.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: And we can use that as a blooper
1: <laughs> <clears throat> Hello and welcome to a special episode of the Tsunami Faithful podcast I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have
3: Paul Beskrillo, the founder of ToonamiFaithful.com
1: And Editorial writer, LaserKid And we are joined by a returning guest Hey guys, it's Arthur Massa, how you guys doing? Well we're doing all right. But this is this is going to be a different podcast because we
3: Oh, yes it we is.
1: Wanted, we wanted to take a moment to honor the passing of the late great Kevin Conroy, voice of Batman for multiple generations. Obviously, his voice as Batman has appeared many times on Tsunami As recently as when Mask of the Phantasm was played not too long ago on the current Toonami. But there is a long legacy of his performances airing on Toonami. They played Batman the Animated Series, they played the Superman episodes that featured him, they played Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, and of course, Batman Beyond. He has an extensive body of work, Um, a good many things are cameos, but we wanted to take a moment to talk about some of our favorite performances from him and uh, any other personal stories that we might have regarding the impact that he has had on our lives. So there's there's really no easy way to get started with this. It's absolutely a tragedy for him to pass at the age of 66 after losing a short battle with cancer. What is there to say?
3: Cancer sucks. That's what's there to say.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Uh, It's too close home for me because uh, God rest her soul. My mom passed away from cancer. So I know the feeling. (laughs)
1: It's truly troubling that cancer can snuff out a life just like that. Yeah. Some, sometimes it's a long fight. Sometimes it's a short fight. But it, it almost sucks. always ends with someone passing.
4: Yep.
1: It is absolutely a miracle when somebody overcomes cancer. And it should be not thought of as anything else. Amen. 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 So, we have some talkbacks, because we uh, put a a call out, put out the bat signal, as it were. (laughs) And we have some talkbacks. I also have a message from Darrell, who couldn't be with us this evening. Uh, I also have an audio message from V-Lord and Kuro that I'll be adding to this podcast later. But... As he is the proprietor of Tsunami Faithful, I feel it's only fair to start with Mr. Paul Pasquirolo.
5: Mm.
1: <clears throat> well, let's see. So,
3: obviously, me and Sketch are the same age. Yes, we're old. Sorry, ish. Um, ish. Um, Laser, you're older than us. Jesus Christ. I know. Um,
2: I'm 41 so i 41 years old.
3: I guess laser can be included in this. Sorry, I'm Arthur. You, you're, you're too young for us, Arthur. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so anyways, um, got to make some kind of laughter during this podcast. Um, yep. What is there to say about about pretty much the voice of Batman? Um, obviously we've been, we've been around for a long time, all three of us. Um, there's been different voices of Batman. Some of have done Batman really well. Some have done Batman not so well. And obviously there's just been one voice that's been above the others. And still to this day, it kind of confuses me. As to why when a Batman project comes up, unless it's like a long running series, why obviously this man wasn't involved with it. Um, you know, there's. There's a lot of moments. And I know Laser's is going to touch on some of these these episodes, so I'm not going to really talk about those episodes other than the one I think that. He Did a really good job with, or at least I should say, they framed it in a really good way. Um, was the quote unquote last episode of Batman Beyond, slash Justice League Unlimited episode, where um, Batman is sent in to kill and I, what was her name, Ace? Ace. Yeah, Ace. part yes, of the Royal
2: yeah. Gang, but she's mm-hmm. I, I just want to make sure I, I got that control right. so
3: obviously ace at this point is like yeah i know you were coming yeah i I, I know waller sent you to kill me by the way i also know that what happened during your childhood so you 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 don't have to lie to me i I know who you are basically by reading your mind you know would you are you and i know you're not going to use this on me and batman's like no obviously i'm not going to use this on you and he basically showed another side of batman side that you know, obviously there's jokes aside. Batman would always say I'm not gonna kill anybody. and well, Batman comes pretty close to killing a lot of villains <laughs> by not killing them. Um, but it, w- it was refreshing to kind of see that in the animated version, um, because you didn't really see, you don't really see that in the, the live action version. You still don't see in the live action version, really. I mean, especially with the um, the the Nolan trilogy of Batman, you don't see that Batman just smashes everybody. Same thing with uh, Ben Affleck's Batman; he's just if those people aren't dead, they're they're critically injured because <laughs> oh my god. So, um. For me, whenever anybody would ask me that that question that everybody asks, they always ask, "Well, who's your favorite Batman? Well, you kind of have to split it in two. You got to have a live action Batman and you got to have an animated voice Batman because it's two different Batmans. Sorry, but that's just how it is. And I'm sure you guys would agree with me on that.
2: Yep Oh yeah.
3: And I, my response would always be, Michael Keaton's my live action Batman and Kevin Conroy is my animated voice Batman. Um, so, you know, I didn't really get a chance and (laughs) believe me, I've tried to do like a full on interview with Kevin Conroy. Um, and you know, obviously COVID didn't really help any of us get any interviews that we really wanted to, cause that kind of screwed everything up.
4: Nope.
3: Um, but at New York comic con, we got to briefly meet him at a press panel and sketch is going to include that clip, um, with my uh, partner in crime on the other podcast, Chris Colone, uh, asking him a question and, you know, you only get to ask this guy one question and, the way that he answered that question was like, and I'm sure you guys have seen this clip too. Is just like, whoa, okay, you just took a question that I thought you weren't going to answer anywhere near how you answered, and you answered it that way. Okay, well, this guy's special. So, and he was a nice dude too. He was complete. He was really nice. Um, was willing to was willing to talk to us obviously in the press panel at New York comic con, which this is why I hate doing group press panels is you get one or two questions and then you got to move on. But just to have that one moment was awesome. Um, So I don't know. I just, I think he died way too young. I'm kind of. I'm okay. very sad about that. Um, it's only
4: sixty-six.
3: Only sixty-six, and Easy. it just it for me. It just, it just, um, it just reiterates, especially because my dad died almost a year ago. It's coming up on the on his on the day that he died. Um. And my dad. My dad had a variety of things going on. Um, but he did have leukemia in the background that wasn't really active. So it hits me in the sense that you got to kind of do what you got to do while you're alive. Cause if you don't, you're going to miss out on something. So, um, let me kind of, let me close by, by saying this, and I'm sure you guys have seen this before as well. Um, Rob Paulson used to have, I mean, I guess you could call it a podcast. Um, He did show whatever you want to call it. I believe it was on IGN um, where he had various voice actors come on and read other scripts. And he had Kevin Conroy come on and he read the dark Knight script the the last scene. And when he voiced that scene and a lot of, you can look this up on YouTube or wherever you kind of just sat there and went, Whoa. (laughs) Imagine if you animated this portion of it. Inserted his voice into that scene. And watched the magic happen. That's how powerful Batman was. You could have literally inserted him, his voice, into a live action version of Batman. Batman. And no offense to anybody that's played a live-action Batman, but it would have been 100 times better. That's that's how good this guy was. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I'm glad that at least one time he was able to play a live-action Bruce Wayne Batman. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Yes. In the DC television series.
3: And again, I'll... I'll Laser's going to go over some episodes, and I'll kind of chime in there and, you know... Give my two cents, but I kind of wanted him to to because basically they're all going to be the same, is what I think. But you know, this was the definitive Batman. Mm-hmm. This was this was the dude that played Batman correctly. I should say voiced Batman correctly, not played him because that's kind of I don't know. I mean, if he Let's if he say could play, he
1: embodied.
3: He embodied. That's a better That's a
4: better answer. Oh yes. Yeah.
3: Um, I'm just gonna be. I'm just gonna be very sad when Mark Hamill goes to because. Kevin Conroy, embodied Batman. Mm-hmm. Mark Hamill, embodied Joker. And the only one that came close to embodying Joker as well as he did was um what's his name that died there um Keith Ledger Keith Ledger mm. Don't get me wrong Jack Nicholson did a did a different version and did a good job but Heath Ledger was that that right there was the live action bat live <laughs> live action joker sorry um and Mark Hamill is the voice the embodiment of Joker, and I and I almost feel like because of him playing Luke Skywalker, that's gonna get looked over, which sucks. But
4: mm, no, I don't think so.
1: A, a, a lot of people think of Mark Hamill as a voice actor these days. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I definitely agree. So, and of course, uh, Mark Hamill was devastated to hear that Kevin Conroy passed. There were also messages from some of his other castmates in the DCU. Tara strong was it, deeply sad. That's
3: a, that's another thing. Like when the news started to break, what was it? Two days ago. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Let's just wait a minute here. Cause I'm not seeing anything showing up that saying that, Hey, he's actually dead. And then the press release hit. And I was like, fuck. Wow. And it wasn't just the voice actors that voice actors and actresses that were putting out their their tributes. It was Adult Swim, Cartoon Network did a really good job, I think. What else? Um, all of Warner Brothers, basically every single Twitter account that they had, they put it they put something out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, the Empire State Building had Batman's Batman symbol up on the on the building, like. Wow. that that wow. is like that is the ultimate like you what do I don't want to say you were important you were you made a difference you were a hero and that's why i said rest in peace batman because he was batman so
1: I'm going to pass it over to Arthur.
4: Yeah, I found out the news from Paul's Facebook, and I was like, what? There's no way! So, and then as soon as we got the press release, I was like, wow. Um, Part of my childhood was just taken from me. I mean, I've been watched Batman the Animated Series for all the episodes, and just him and Mark Hamill when they would be together, it was just magic. And I'm glad that they got to do um, one more thing together, which was um, Batman the Killing Joke. I mean, Hamill was wanting to do that for years and years, and they finally got it done. I know some people don't like the film because of the story, the beginning of the story, but after that, it follows the comic exactly. And um, the other things, I episodes of Batman I loved were um, Christmas with Joker. I mean, that's one of my favorite episodes. I think that was the first episode that I saw when I was growing up. And just hearing Hamels laugh was <laughs> just... <laughs> um, and, of course, Kevin's performance, too. You know, forever, he's going to be my Batman, you know. Even when I hear, read some of the Batman comics, I just visualize his voice, you know. And he, it's just such a great loss that we, you know. But um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just trying to get person comparison. Um, All right. But um, and then, of course, some of the uh, Justice League stuff he did was also um, great. Um, and then, of course, we get to Batman Beyond, which I wasn't a big fan of back then, but as growing up, I started re-watching it, and I started liking it again. Uh, older Bruce giving his wisdom to Terry. And, you know... It's just so sad, man. I don't know what else to say. Because... Like I said, he's ever forever going to be my Batman, and I just want to say uh, to his family and his friends, uh, you have our condolences. You no, know, uh, like I said at the beginning of the uh, podcast, cancer is just not fun. Um, that's why this hits close to home. Me. Thank you, Arthur. You're welcome. Thank you.
1: I would like to. Read Darrell's message now. Uh, I might stumble over some of these words. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I apologize. I, I gave it uh, at least one run through before, but you know, you never know how it's uh, <laughs> never know how it's gonna go. This comes from our dear friend Darrell Maddox. I didn't want to believe it when I saw the post that Kevin Conroy passed away, but he fought the good fight with cancer. Lifting a big-ass middle finger to cancer. (laughs) I remember seeing the premiere of Batman, the animated series, and was blown away. I was introduced to Batman when I saw the 1960s version with Adam West, which was entertaining in its own right. But this Batman was the Batman of our generation and mr conroy brought bats to life in a way that no one else could i normally give bat stands shit because it's always batman can do anything due to prep time this is the equivalent of can he beat goku but mr conroy's batman impacted us all in a way that his performances still move us to the point that we lived in the moment And he projected all the emotions that we were experiencing. Probably the most influential episode that impacted me was in Justice League Unlimited with the death of Ace and the episode Epilogue. Mr. Conroy showed the softer side of Batman as he was with Ace in her last moments. You will forever be my favorite Batman but please don't tell Adam West. I don't feel like getting my bell rung when I enter the pearly gates, but heaven has gained another amazing voice actor. Thank you for the joy that you brought to my generation and the generations that actually had a chance to consume your work while you were here. I am vengeance. I am the night. I am Batman. Thank you for that. Darrell.
3: First of all, Darrell Batman could be Goku. Let's just be, let's just be honest. (laughs)
1: <laughs> given enough prep time. Given enough prep time,
2: yes. He's yep. going to find the Saiyan <laughs> kryptonite.
3: Yeah, you know what the Saiyan Kryptonite is? Just keep feeding him food.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: just uh just Alfred, bring him more food. Yeah, that or just you know, find a way to get his tail back and then just grab Gee,
1: it. Gee, Batman, you're a swell guy. I don't even want to fight you now.
2: I've Why won. would I fight Batman? <laughs> he gives me all this awesome food. <laughs>
3: Um, what was the other thing that Terrell said there? I was trying that I that I would just want to make him laugh about. Oh, I'm totally telling. I'm totally gonna let them jump you when you when you when you get into heaven.
1: <laughs> Sorry, old chum. We gotta tell Adam West. Yep. <laughs> and then yeah. I'm just gonna
3: jump you for the hell of it. But you know that's that's just how it is. That's, uh, that's,
1: that's two great Batmans that we lost. Yep. Two iconic, memorable. Unforgettable Batman.
3: Ah, uh, the episode with the Gray Ghost means more now.
1: Yep, <sighs> yep, that's going to be on my list. <laughs> yep.
3: Hmm. Hmm. Uh,
1: Diedrich Bader posted an image of himself with Kevin Conroy and will Del, and I believe Andrea Romano was also in that picture. I'm. Um, this is probably for an episode of Batman: The Brave and the Bold that had them cameo in. And uh, it was just a broken heart. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's another man I need to. I really want to interview. Will oh, Frito. Yes. Will yes. Frito. I feel like that would be such a hilarious Freddy, podcast. He has his own podcast.
4: I don't know if you've heard.
3: Well, then he needs to come on ours. <laughs> we
4: can have a car. come on
1: exactly uh, him and uh, christy carl i'll advertise his podcast <laughs> <laughs> screw it all right his uh his boy meets world
3: oh podcast. dude dude we would go on for hours about boy meets world like let's not even get me started on that yeah oh and he was lying oh too we're it's, it's gonna be like five hours i'm sorry
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: anyways anyways we're moving away from we're, we're talking about the wrong batman here
4: yeah
3: sorry we gotta make this a little fun come on now
4: Yeah, we we, we need to make it a little
1: fun. Yeah. So, to continue honoring the great performances of Kevin Conroy, here we have Laser with a list of episodes that you should definitely watch.
2: Yep, I was actually going to say a lot of similar sentiments that have been brought up, but one of the things that stuck with me was... Man, this was kind of a bridge for me from the Burton films in 92... Batman Returns came out in '92. Batman: Animated Series comes out in '92, and one of the first episodes I ever saw was the Underdwellers, and that one has always stuck with me because you deal with Batman trying to save these kids who are being used as slaves, and you really get the sense of his soul. And this is gonna, this is gonna be a recurring theme in Kevin Conroy's work as Batman. It's not. Just, I'm a tough guy, I'm a smart guy, I can beat up Goku. No, what what makes Batman, as Kevin Conroy portrays him, work is there is a good person there. There is a person who cares deeply about other people, about protecting the innocent, about doing the right thing. Right down to, like, Batman not wanting to kill. I don't remember that being a big thing before Batman the Animated Series did it. Uh, and I could be wrong about that. Comic Geese would probably come up to me and be like, no, it was in this, It's this, this. But growing up in the 80s and 90s, I don't remember ever having that being in any of Batman's stuff until the animated series made a, made a big point about it. I mean, like, Batman Returns, same year. You know, just throw a bomb in a bad guy's uh, pants. It's fine. No, no problem. Uh, but it just... In that episode of The Underdwellers, he's absolutely passionate about saving these kids, and when he comes face-to-face with their uh, uh, master, the Sewer King, oh, he lets him have it in one of the most satisfying verbal beatdowns I've ever seen. And that's that's always stuck with me. Um, another episode from the animated series. I'm not going to go too much into the plot on this one, but the fear... This is the one everyone remembers. They just don't remember the, the episode. This is the one where I Am Vengeance I Am The Night comes from. Mm-hmm. It is him overcoming the fear that Scarecrow puts into him, and he's confronting losing his parents, and confronting losing his father, and his father potentially being disappointed in him. He's like, no, you're not my father, and then he goes on to, to you know, declare who he is. It's just this growth of a character going through all of this, and that speech, as awesome as it is, is even better better in context because he is going from weakness into strength but not in a grr tough guy but in a standing up for yourself sort of way and it really works um we've mentioned the gray ghost earlier there i don't know that we're ever going to see this again but getting a previous generations batman adam west as the great ghost instead of batman of course and you know kevin conroy you put them together in an episode, you, you kind of pass the torch. And this was really fun for me as a kid, because before the animated series, I watched reruns of, of 60s Batman. My dad was a huge 60s Batman fan. Um, to the point where, you know, when I got the DVD set, I actually showed him this episode. I'm like, you gotta see this.
3: You know, you know bouncing off of that real quick. Yeah, um, the one thing that really annoys, my, annoys me about him dying too is we never got to get more Batman, the animated series stuff, because if you remember, they were going to do more, more of Batman, the animated series. Um, I think it was going to be what an audio book. I don't know if Kevin recorded anything already, but so I don't know if that's going to be ever available. And then on top of that, um, if you remember, Adam West kind of got what was it two, two, little, two like, animated, animated
2: films that were like I, I would hey, it's the sixty show continued I bought one of them for my dad a
3: I would have killed ago. I would have killed to have more Kevin Conroy Absolutely. Batman the animated series stuff like
2: I would love so, to have had more but I'm not going to even necessarily put that on him because there has been decades since Justice League Unlimited ended and they've just not they're just Warner Bros. didn't want to do anything with it
3: well so I I mean I'm satisfied let's be honest I'm I'm very satisfied with the body of work Kevin Conroy did same I'm just greedy and I want more
2: absolutely (laughs) (laughs) it's well I mean look at this I mentioned show started in 1992 we've had Thirty years of this guy being Batman—that is no Three small decades. Feat. No, uh, that is actually pretty much equivalent to uh, an Adam West who was basically you know sixties Batman all the way up until that point. Really, I mean Michael Keaton yeah. in the ninety, in the eighty-nine, and then you know ninety-two films, but that was just his own little blip. Really, comparatively versus you know the TV shows here, it really is that big of a stretch, really.
3: Yeah, the Great Ghost episode was really good.
2: It's also again Bruce Wayne's soul shining right through and through Kevin Conrad's delivery. Um, yeah, but
3: that was that was also Adam West showing Adam West through also, as well.
2: Absolutely, I think they brought this, this. is what makes both of them great, Batman. Right? Is but, the 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 personality. It's and this is something yeah. I feel like a lot of the more live action portrayals get wrong is they want to make Batman tough guy who's going to beat up the bad guy and he is tough and yes that is an element of batman but there's more to him than that um in fact i'm gonna if you're good i'm gonna segue with that into my last animated series episode although i do have a couple of other episodes from other stuff and that would be harley's holiday because that episode involves harley quinn trying to reform herself trying she got she gets out of arkham she's trying to straighten her life around and through no fault of her own she gets dragged into a mess and it just wrecks her day Mm -hmm. and she ends up flipping on it because of that and she tries to and so she gets arrested again but at the end of that episode batman helps her out and she asks him why 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 are you giving me this thing to help me out and he's like I know someone else who's had a very bad day. And that line and that delivery have stuck with me ever since, because this is not someone who is Batman's friend. Exactly. This is his arch enemy's sidekick, but he's able to empathize and Kevin Conroy's delivery nails that love in the character, this care for someone else who's suffering that you wouldn't expect people to have, really, if you think about it. Yeah, and it's it the, the thing that really made Kevin Conroy's Batman special is that care that that mm-hmm. it, it, you could say it's a softer side, and I guess I mean you could say that, and it, it wouldn't be wrong. But I feel like it's a little bit more than that. It's the it's the fire in the soul there. Um, and to to go from there, I'm gonna go over to Batman Beyond with the episode Shriek, where you know he has someone's trying to screw with his brain by making him trying to convince him to do things to screw him over and at the end uh Terry the the modern day well future day Batman is like well how did you not crack how did you know it wasn't you talking to yourself he's like well I don't say Bruce when I talk to myself and just that whole episode watching Batman appear to well I mean Bruce Wayne but you know Batman uh, you know, lose himself a little bit as he's playing along. He, he does a really good job of, of, of making you worry like, oh no, what's gonna happen to Bruce? What's gonna happen to Bruce? And then at the end it just overcomes it and that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not even just the the you know the goodness, the soul in him, it's also the resilience. and you want to talk about resilience. Uh, we're gonna go to Justice League in only a dream because the the haggard, Trying to stay awake for a very long time to try and solve the problem in that one where, you know, the villain's using powers of putting people asleep and controlling them in their sleep. I think it's down to him and John at the end. Oh, gosh. Kevin Conroy's portrayal of a very tired Batman is so unique and accidentally hilarious. Or maybe on purpose, honestly. But it's also resilient. He's working through ridiculous conditions, and he's absolutely making it work. That episode stuck with me for a long time. And like everyone and their mother, I'm absolutely going to throw Epilogue from Justice League Unlimited, uh, which is the quote-unquote final episode of Batman Beyond, which that's its own fun little story, but that's not really to do with Kevin Conroy particularly. But that episode, the delivery from from, uh, Kevin Conroy in there, is just phenomenal. I mean, and anything, you can't go wrong with any episode, any of them, but those are the ones that have stuck with me where that performance has affected me, has helped me as a person, you know, grow, change, from, from childhood all the way through my teens, and my 20s, and my 30s, and now my early 40s, and I can't say that about every old voice actor, and I love a lot of voice actors, there's a lot of great ones out there, but this guy's been with me basically my whole life, and it, losing that really hurts but i i just i just want to say thank you to kevin conroy for for taking me on quite a journey throughout my whole life i've, I've never met the guy but he's had a strong impact on me and you can't say that about
1: everybody thank you laser well i guess it's uh, time for me to step up to the bat. the batman
2: the batman <laughs> i'm
1: sorry uh yeah, so of course those are fantastic episodes. some other uh, big big ones for me, uh, I really loved the Justice League Unlimited episode where Batman sings, "Am I Blue?" or "I Am Blue." I think I think that's this one.
3: I was gonna I was gonna mention that too.
1: <laughs> that's a good one. I, I had forgotten course, that one, but that is a Kevin good one. Conroy has uh, shown his excellent. Singing skills in uh, on multiple occasions. So there's that one, and also in the Batman Beyond episode, Out of the Past. I'm pretty sure <laughs> I almost he plays.
2: Included that one. That's a good one. He
1: he plays uh, Batman in the Batman musical, singing as, as Batman. And uh, of course, grizzled old Batman does not really enjoy the musical. <laughs> Something that predates. Rogers the musical by quite many years <laughs> but it's roughly the same idea uh, and Terry's are like hey come on these tickets were hard to get <laughs> and then uh, that all leads up to it's it's about Bruce's birthday and he's, you know, he's he's not thrilled that he's getting older and he's tempted by a chance to regain his youth with the Lazarus pits and it's a, it's a really Really good episode, with a really disturbing twist at the end.
4: <laughs> oh boy, I remember.
1: And uh, of course, we also lost, I believe, uh, yes, earlier this year, we lost David Warner, who's was uh, Rachel Gould. That's uh, that's another iconic. See,
3: this is voice. not to interrupt you, but this isn't this is an even better reason why they need to do a live action Batman Beyond because Michael Keaton doing Batman. I think would be a great way to honor Kevin Conroy. Honestly, because he did a lot of great work in that, in that series.
1: But I'll always wish that it was Kevin Conroy himself.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, you gotta, I mean, we gotta take what we can get at this point.
1: True. True. Uh-huh. So, again, I'm very glad that Kevin Conroy was Batman. Bruce let's, Wayne,
3: let's just in live that-
1: action. At least once.
3: Let's just pray that that flash movie comes out so I can see Michael Keaton again. God, please don't, don't let that asshole ruin that. Please. All right. Anyways, continue. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I, uh, love his performances. He does a lot of very good comedic performances in. Multiple cameos that he's done. Mm-hmm. Of course, his character on the Venture Brothers, Captain Sunshine, who's, you know, basically like Adam West, Batman. Very campy. Very campy superhero. <laughs> who, so very fun, fun performance. Who
3: and, did he play? Who did he play in? Um, remember the the Batman series animated series? Um, that was Batman? on. Yeah.
1: He played. Dick Grayson's father.
3: Yeah, I thought he did a great job with that. Even though it was like one episode, but.
1: Yeah, what's that? that doesn't sound right, because wasn't. In... Yeah, yeah. OK, yeah, that was Dick Grayson. I was like, is that Dick Grayson? Yeah, that Robin was Dick Grayson. They took a while to bring him in because probably Teen Titans. But uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of a shame that. Kevin Conroy was never as a cameo of Batman and Teen Titans, but, you know, they were kind of keeping things separate at that point. I kind of
2: wish that would have happened. I always wanted but, it to happen. Would have
1: been nice. Would have really dunked on the, the surprisingly long-lived but stupid theory that Slade was Batman. <laughs> oh, no, God. Slade is a character named Deathstroke. Yes. Mm-hmm whose real name is Slade Wilson. Uh, Yeah. But if you've never seen the Justice League action series, and maybe you didn't because Cartoon Network was terrible at airing it, (laughs) I won't dig too deep into that. (laughs) They came out with the Justice League series. It was short form, 11 minute episodes, but they were still pretty action packed. But they also were very funny, very punched up. And Kevin Conroy had some absolute bangers as Bruce Wayne in that, and as, as Batman in that. I don't think he actually was Bruce Wayne in that, ever. They were always just their superhero personas. And Mark Hamill was also Joker in that. But, uh, it's, uh, it's a really great series. It was on Hulu. I don't think it is anymore. It should be on HBO Max. I don't think it is. But, uh, I think you uh, might be able to get it on DVD. It's uh it's a great, great series. It's probably been heavily overlooked. Of course, his performances in the Arkham games were iconic for a time. It was such a huge deal that he was coming back for Batman in the Arkham games, even though he pretty regularly been Batman in various projects up to that point. Uh, a animated movie here and there. Oh. And has, uh, his legacy lives on as the voice of Batman in multiverses, which recently came out the, uh, platform fighter game that Warner brothers did. Continue to hear What? Some episodes, uh, I, I did mention some episodes, but they're, Certainly were some others. Uh, I really enjoyed having him play off himself in the Justice League unlimited episode where Batman meets future Bruce Wayne <laughs> and Was I ever on <laughs> the screen? Yes. Yeah, I, I love that. Mm-hmm. Because Batman's trying to interrogate some guy, and older Bruce Wayne's like, "Was I ever this
3: green?" <laughs> I, I love how like it's like Batman beat Batman meet Batman.
1: Not now, Terry. <laughs> Not Terry. <necessarily. laughs> yes, yeah. It's, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. He was so good mm-hmm. in Batman Beyond. I at that point he wasn't even that old, but he he did. Personify grouchy old Bruce Wayne super well. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. He
3: was. He was definitely both Bruce Wayne and Batman. Yes. Um,
1: more so than probably any other actor has pulled
4: yeah. off. Right.
1: With the exception of you know maybe Adam West Batman for what he was being.
3: <laughs> well, right, but I mean Michael Keaton did a really good job, but he was more more Bruce Wayne than Batman, I think. And perhaps Christ, Christian Bale was more
1: Christian Bale was
3: more Batman Bale. than Bruce Wayne, I think. No,
1: no, he was way more Bruce Wayne than Batman. But we, really? don't, want to, we don't want to
3: debate this. Yeah, no, we're not going to go down that no,
1: hole. No. Yeah. no,
3: no. <clears throat> um there was um cuz I was while I was while you guys were talking, I, I went because I remember he voiced Batman in Flash Point Paradox was it called the yep, movie? Yes, there? yes. Um yes, oh, the that flash that scene. Point story. That scene where Flash gives him the letter. Mm-hmm. Even though it was a short scene, I think that was good too. I was just watching that to kind of be like, okay, was that him? And then it was him, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, this was really good.
1: I only briefly Met Kevin Conroy at uh, Emerald City Comic Con. He had a very long line compared to probably all the other actors except Tara Strong. So while I had the opportunity to schmooze with some of the other actors like Rob Paulson and Jess Harnell and Maurice LaMarche, yeah, you didn't get much time with Kevin. But he was so gracious. He was—he's just the nicest guy. And uh, he signed one of my Arkham games. I forget which one. <laughs> But it was it was just great to meet him. I'm glad I was able to meet him even once because he he just he's just a genuine good guy. You know, you Kuro is going to bring up a story later on that talks about the time around 9-11 where he was helping out in a soup kitchen. It's it's such a great story.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. I've heard a good story. story. It is a good story.
1: So, clearly, he's, he brought a lot to the role besides just being good at it. And, you know, you can't necessarily judge a guy that you don't really know. But he just seemed like the nicest, most genuine guy. And he recently, in this past year, had the opportunity to tell his story Of becoming Batman. 30 something years ago. It's in the DC Pride. That they put out this year. And it tells the story of how he got the role. Kind of got into the role. And his struggle with being an actor. In the 90s. Who was gay. And I think it's a really powerful story. So you should. Look into finding Batman. It was written by Kevin, illustrated by um some somebody else. Looks like uh, their credit is j Bone. It's a really great, great piece that he put together, and I'm, you know, it's it's one of the last things he did, and I think it's really good that this is something that he left behind.
3: I wonder if he he did that just because he knew that this was a possibility.
1: I do wonder that. I don't know now that
3: how now long, that it's happened. Obviously, yeah, we
1: we don't really know how long he was fighting cancer. It was supposedly a a brief fight against cancer, but I mean, that's relative, right? <laughs> could could have been a year. Could have been less than a year. Could couldn't say, but. Yeah, I I do wonder if he understood that his time was coming and wanted to leave that. This is very powerful. Because I saw Chad Bonin tweet something to this effect uh, about how comic book fans are all angry that DC is too woke and they're introducing gay and bisexual characters or making superman's son john Kent bisexual and yet at the same time they love kevin conroy they love his batman come on guys (laughs) maybe you didn't know it but but kevin conroy was gay and maybe maybe just maybe you should accept the other parts of comic fandom that you're currently fighting against for no reason. <laughs> Open your mind a little bit, you know. I don't want to get it on a soapbox, but it's disheartening to see. Mm-hmm. That would be a good way to honor his legacy. Because he was much more than an actor. He was also a man. Absolutely. But my feelings towards his performance as Batman is... He had just a perfect mix of being able to be stern and serious and a little deadpan. But he could also be very kind, very sensitive. And not many other people who voiced Batman or played Batman in live action nail all those aspects of the character of Bruce Wayne.
2: It seems to be a difficult thing for people
1: to balance, and he did it expertly. Yeah, I completely agree. I have liked plenty of other Batman voices. I think Diedrich Bader; it's fantastic. Uh, I think
3: Troy Baker.
1: Troy Baker is a pretty good Batman. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and it's also a good Joker Ro- too. Rod- no, he's a very good Joker. <laughs> uh, Roger Roger Craig Smith uh, sounds a lot like. <laughs> uh, uh, sounds a lot like Troy Baker's Batman, though I'm pretty sure he did Batman before Troy Baker did.
4: Yeah, he did. But, uh, yeah. Arkham Origins.
1: Yeah, but there is no question. Kevin Conroy was the Batman of my generation. Generations after, he's he's just he's just been there as Batman in the animated series. As it continued through the DCAU, all the way to the end of Justice League Unlimited additional movies, additional games. I mean, he's absolutely prolific. Absolutely. <laughs> it's yeah. not the only good performance he does, but one could say that he has this one really great performance <laughs> that is undeniable. And you know, when I heard the news, I just I couldn't even process it. It's
4: Hmm.
1: Yeah, I've always been dreading the moment when a really important voice of my childhood would pass.
2: Yeah, and it's it's happening. What what kills me, and this, this is a funny but not funny thought I had when I first heard. I'm like, I can't believe I lost Batman before I lost Optimus Prime.
1: That. It's kind of surprising. Yeah.
2: I mean, not that I want to lose Peter Cullen. I love that guy. No, but, no, no, no. But it, it, I I just always would have assumed that that would have come first. It shows you, you never know. You absolutely never know.
4: You never know when your time's up.
1: hmm So we do have some talkbacks. I'm going to go ahead and read those. First come from our social media manager, Stephen Oz. Kevin's impact was monumental to millions. This was their Batman. From the playful Bruce Wayne to the dark Batman, his voice reached out to touch others. He left us an internal legacy and his mark as Batman. Rest well, Cake Crusader. Well said. Rogue writes in, I remember watching Batman the Animated Series Justice League and Justice League Unlimited When I was just a wee pup, Batman was always my favorite character simply because his voice just sounded like, well, Batman. I will mourn his loss for a long time. As will we all. Keegar writes in, I'll never forget hearing his voice as Batman when catching the animated series reruns on Toonami after school on weekdays. He is and was truly a legend in the industry and will be Batman then, now, and forever. said, at I don't care 8273, which is an ironic name, because there's a lot of care put into this, <laughs> there were two things that always stood out to me. One, he actually managed to make Bruce Wayne and Batman sound like two different people, and without any voice modulation. And two, he was just excellent He was just as excellent at the comedy as the drama. He had some of his funniest lines in Justice League action. I agree. People should watch Justice League action. XFan64 writes in simply, Rest in peace, Kevin Conroy. And thinking back regarding his memories, Matthew Lucas wrote in, I heard his voice when I watched Batman the Animated Series on DVD when I was a kid. Yeah. he's certainly a voice Of many of our childhoods Yep Tristan Bush wrote in I met him at Fan Expo Dallas In 2017 I told him about The Japanese version of Batman Arkham Knight And that it was dubbed in Japanese He was surprised to learn that I also went to his panel that evening It was my first and only time Meeting him I told him come back to Texas anytime Jordan Fletch wrote in, I was six when I first started watching Batman on Cartoon Network. He was the complete embodiment of Batman to me, and I couldn't get into any other Batman cartoons that came before or after. Even live-action movies can't compare to what he did with his voice alone. And lastly, Tafari TV wrote in, Having him pop up in the DC animated film universe in the Flashpoint Paradox was a nice cameo from my childhood Batman. He wasn't even Batman in that universe, but he came back for this scene. Thank you for the gift of your voice, Kevin Conroy. And that would be the scene that Paul was mentioning prior when Batman, Bruce Wayne, receives a letter from the Flash that was given to him from Batman's father, Thomas Wayne, in the other universe. Yes, it was certainly powerful to you know, hear <laughs> the real pain that he's that he's dealing with when he was acknowledging that his father sent him this message, which is uh, truly a miraculous thing to be able to happen. What else is there to say? So many iconic performances, iconic moments, iconic lines, an icon. Yeah, he Absolutely. was an icon. Then I'm going to go ahead and kick it over to a pre-recorded bit from uh, Kuro and V Lord,
5: and then we'll be back. It's definitely a tragedy. I mean, when I saw the news like in the morning, I was—I was, I guess like it was really depressing. Especially Kevin Conroy; he, he was relatively young, and like he—he's been like such a omnipresent part of our. Lives. I mean, even even someone who's like I think younger than a lot of people on staff, like he was the definitive Batman for me. Like I, my earliest memories of Batman, I associate with his voice. Mm-hmm. And I think like it's it's just such a great loss. And I think like yeah, it it, it sucks.
6: Yeah, I want to say first all, um, fuck cancer. Yeah, I, I feel very strongly about that on multiple levels and also yeah he is the definitive batman voice i mean it's not just the films which i think are in my memory more recently because we we recently watched mask of the phantasm um but he was in batman beyond uh where he was the the older elderly um bruce wayne and i remember that very distinctly um watching that one and and then the new new Batman adventure so he he's definitely you know the definitive voice of Batman and he was so perfect for it he had the gravitas he had the the depth he was able to really convey emotion um i was looking at clips today on twitter as i was you know seeing all all the various uh actors and voice actors pay tribute to him and there's this one sequence and i can't remember Um, What it's from off the top of my head. But there's this girl who is dying and he and he holds her hand. The character holds her hand. and, and, And it was I just it wasn't just feeling it because of this moment, you know, now where you're really feeling his passing, but also putting that emotion into that moment where, you know, that that Batman is so much more than fighting the bad guy but he's also like really seeking justice where he realizes this was a child who never got a childhood and he's going to be with her in her last moments and she was and she was ill and and it was it, I felt that I felt that and it made me it made me sad um and then I heard another story too off of off of watching videos about when he was doing um 911 clean up. I don't know if anyone else saw this uh video, mm-hmm. but I recommend looking that up if you haven't. Um and essentially he was he was helping the the uh, workers at the 9/11 site and and feeding them, I think, like at a some kind of like a soup kitchen thing or something like that. And someone recognized his voice and then told a friend like that's the voice of Batman and they were like, "No, no it's not. Do Batman." And so he does the voice of like the you know, his deep, sonorous voice. And then they were like, holy fuck, that is Batman. And, you know, suddenly this moment of solemnity, you know, from being at the nine eleven site turned into laughter. And it also turned into something that everybody could relate to. So it's not just about the joy he brought. It's about how it's cross-generational. Because I think that even amongst the group of us at Toonami Faithful, we are all like, you know, we we span like, I think, three different decades of childhoods. But we all remember this voice as Batman.
5: Yeah, like it, that uh, clip that you mentioned, the Justice League Unlimited clip uh, from the Batman Beyond episode. Mm-hmm. I com- I like used to love that episode when I was younger. I rewatched it a ton. It, it really brought back memories of just like how good Kevin Conroy was at... Not only conveying just direct emotion, grunts, yells, but the subtleties of characters, not even just Batman, but regardless of anyone he played. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, it really shows just the amount of talent he had. Like, being able to convey so much with so little.
6: And he was in live action um, in the Arrowverse. And um, I thought that was a really cool... Uh, cameo, um, and, and he had, and I, I was very impressed at the the number of other actors who um, paid tribute to him today. I thought that that was, that really speaks volumes to how many lives he impacted, and so I think that not just remembering his acting, but just as a human being, he must, what kind of human being he must have been to, to have that kind of impact, and it's a sad day, and I, I think it's... I'm glad he's not suffering anymore. And cancer cancer, fucking sucks. And I think anyone who's been through that with any family member can appreciate that. So rest in peace, Kevin Conroy. You will be really, really missed. And we appreciate, forever, we appreciate everything you gave to us for the years we had you.
5: Rest in peace. And now I feel
1: we've come to the end. Yep.
5: I think
3: we can end this in a different way. You guys already know where you can find us and everything by now. I think the best way to end this is the very brief one question interview we were able to do with Kevin Conroy at New York Comic-Con. My partner on the other podcast that I do to um, two strangers, one podcast, uh, Chris Cologne asked him a question and I think all of you will like Kevin's response so we're gonna leave you with that and I guess the best way to say it is rest in peace Batman
7: But well, here we are New York Comic-Con 2017 day number four this is the very last uh, panel that we're going to we're ready to get everyone's this getting ready it. to pack up and go home um, and this is Chris Colon uh, with the Tsunami Faithful podcast Geeky Inc and the two strangers on podcast and here I am with Kevin Conway the man the myth the legend the the definitive Batman, I, and most most fans would say uh, on a list of all the men to play the most prolific and the definitive Batman in my opinion. Um, now, people of my generation, uh, and, and, and nothing to say about you, but people of my generation grew up watching Batman the animated series. I mean, it, it was there for us after school, um, and now here we are, 25 years later. Uh, a series of animated movies, a series of incredible video games. Um, is there a lesson? Uh, That you would want through Batman to uh, pass on to the fans of the of the show in the series.
0: I think the lesson of Batman is Is that no matter how Dark an experience you go through in life There is no excuse to succumb to the darkness That there is always someone who's had it worse than you and has overcome that and so you, you you owe it to I think it just has the planet to life, that we to, kind of true <laughs> to, to triumph. You know, we didn't, uh, that's what's so that. ennobling about him. He triumphs it's over such adversity, like, and he becomes it this
7: force for good the bad bad in the world. The um, um,
0: and that to me is the lesson the about
7: that. of that. All right. Thank you. Well, uh, movie, we said we could only have one question, so <laughs> you <laughs> thank you for taking your time out and joining us. Once again, this is Chris Cologne with the tsunami Faithful Podcast, Geeky Inc. and Two Strangers on Podcast with Kevin Conroy. Comic Con 2017. Good talking
0: to you. Don't be a stranger. Take care.